Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. This is the last hour of the year for us. And I uh, can't thank uh, Coach Tom Swiddle enough. He's the associate head coach at Arrowhead. Our next guest is a guy I've worked with on Thursday nights now for a while. And uh, other than being a Marquette uh, kind of guy, he's not a bad guy. He's an Irish boy. Hey, 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 wait. Hey, oh, that's right. There's two of them. Oh, boy, I'm the oddball all of a sudden. <laughs> Terry Kelly. Hey, Coach Kelly, how are you today? Doing fine, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, Great. it's it's good to talk to you, Coach. And, and uh, we are trying to get this Thursday night schedule thing figured out. And before you and I talk about it, um, Coach Swiddle, when, when WI came out and said, okay, here's when we can start, here's uh, when you can practice all of that, has it been de- 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 uh, determined by the WI or will it be determined by conferences how this schedule then will go? Is it where, you know, you're going to start when it would be week three, I guess, and we'll go right down the list? Or do you think conferences will change their scheduling? How is that going to work? Well, from what I understand, speaking for the Classic 8, the schedule did change. In fact, Terry and I talked about this a couple days ago, um, and I'm getting the feeling and talking with coaches from other conferences that they're all doing the same, that it's not just going to be, all right, you're going to open with the first conference opponent that you were scheduled to open with after your non-conference games. So it's going to make uh, your jobs a little bit more difficult, and uh maybe even a nightmare trying to figure out a schedule. But the conferences themselves will be determining what their conference season will look like. When do you think they're going to be doing that, Tom? Well, I know the Classic 8's already done it, and I know other conferences have already done it. My understanding is that the Greater Metro, 
uh, Classic 8, um, I think what is, I, I don't know if it's the old Woodland or the new Parkland, uh, they've got a schedule already. So I think most of the conferences by now probably have their schedule wired because, you know, I think everybody's planning on a seven-game conference season because that's the recommendation and the feedback we've gotten from that recommendation has been really positive. So I think most conferences probably have it already wired. Hey, Terry, when uh, we've been, we've been, we were on a meeting that I guess you must've forgot about, but um, the rest of us, we were talking about it a little bit. And then the email trails going back and forth about saying, look, we are probably going to have to blow up the schedule that we had kind of in place and then probably start all over again, correct? Yeah, that, that's the way it's got to go. As you know, we typically have that schedule ready to go in April. Right. When things hit this March, it all fell apart. And now, you know, Tom mentioned the Classic 8, but where they're starting their season and the order of the games is going to be a little different, from example, from the greater Metro. So once people have established that, we're going to have to kind of scramble and try to see, okay, what's going to be the best games we can get out there you know uh, typically you know this from all the past 10 years usually out of nine games out of those 18 teams somewhere around 15 or 16 of them are always in the playoffs so always like you know what we're trying to put out for the people so we're gonna have to work real hard to kind of make this come together yeah we we will and i think this may give us an opportunity to you know, kind of reevaluate what our schedule was, and we had some great games on that schedule, but it certainly is going to give us a chance to maybe you know open up. Look, there there's some there going to be some great games that I think we couldn't do with our first schedule that we might be able to get back to um, with with this one. And and the way Tom, so you know, the way that we do this is Terry and John and Paul. Um, and Pete and people back at my 24, we put together some ideas and we, we all have kind of, you know, here's our first choice in week one or week or two, three. And, and we will kind of have that discussion and we'll go, look, we can't have the team that we have in week one. We can't bring back week three because we want to have different, different teams involved. And so there's, there's a couple of schools that I think as a group we wanted to get on that we just couldn't with that first that first go around. So this might Terry might give us a chance to get some games in there that we weren't going to have on that I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, and obviously one of the details that's working its way in is you know what conferences are maybe going to opt out for that spring option, which schools, you know that's that's going to impact it. So uh, we'll be moving like mad trying to put it together. Right. And you know what, Terry, if, if there's a Thursday night lights in the spring for those first two games, I'd like to switch places with you so that I'll be up in that nice warm press box and you can be down on the sidelines in, in you know, late March when it's still snowing and pretty cold here. Is that all right with you? Well, no, because you told me for this show I was going to have to be ready, ready to answer questions like who's the best sideline reporter. So obviously, <laughs> obviously hey. if you're not on the sideline, I'm not going to be able to do that. Hey, Terry, you know, as a radio guy, you kind of like get people drawn in and then you start asking the tough questions. I was sending you the softballs for a while, but, you know, with uh, I can start with the tough, tough ones right now if you want. Can you believe that uh, Arrowhead, they uh, hired associate head coach Tom Swiddle with all the things that you've said 
on some of my shows about him behind his back. Are you surprised they hired a Mike Merkett guy out there? <laughs> I, I had the privilege of working with uh, Coach Swiddle, and uh, I know uh, I know how accomplished of a coach he is. Yeah, I I totally agree, and you know. You take it from a Mesmer guy to try to mess with a couple of Marquette yeah. boys, that for sure. Hey, before we get to a break, Terry, we'll we'll continue talking about the Thursday night um, schedule and some of the things that that we're trying to accomplish and and where this this show has come over the years. Um, but I, I want you guys to know that next week uh, the Varsity Blitz show, which will be our first uh, of the year. Uh, I'm going to dedicate that two hours to to uh, celebrate the career of Dave Keel. And we're going to have on a couple of uh, former coaches, some players. Uh, we're going to have on uh, his stepson who lives in Atlanta and played for him. And and just so you guys know, when I called Coach Keel, he was dead set against us. He said, no, not a chance. And I, and I talked to him for about 25 minutes. And every sales tool that I ever learned through my sales career to get him to say yes. And I finally said, here's the deal, Dave. You either say yes or I'm going to call your wife. And he's like, fine, man. Okay. That's it. You brought out the call my wife card. I go, yep. If I call her, she's going to say, you go ahead and do it. I'll make sure my husband's near the phone. So, well, and I know you guys... Dave's wife, and I, she'd be just as entertaining as <laughs> Dave would be. You know, I, I've sent her a text because I'd like her to be on, and she hasn't called me back. I'm going to have to send her another text. Oh, boy. But, by, by threatening to call her and tell her what I'm trying to do, he, he smiled. He, he's like, all right, man, you, you go ahead. And uh, if this is what you really think people would be interested in hearing about. And, and guys, look, I, I don't know of a I, will, will this Will this Homestead program go down as one of the greatest home, uh, high school football programs in state history? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the numbers dictate that. All the state championships, state runner-ups, the long undefeated string in the North Shore Conference. I forget how many games they won in a row. Um, absolutely. Yeah, they moved back and forth from D1, D2, had success at both levels. And, you know, Coach Keel certainly deserving of any, you know, honor and praise that you can do on that show. You know, I, and I told him that, uh, you know what, the, the, the show is going to be more about people just saying thank you to him for everything that he's done for high school football in this area and, and, and the, the amount of lives that he has changed in the servant leadership part of what he has taught these kids from Homestead, I think is just so impressive. And and uh, that's that's what I want to do next week for a couple of hours. And, and I'm glad that you guys agree that I, I just... Look, I don't know. As a basketball coach, we would be looking at that football program saying, how in the world does that just, it, it, it does not take a break. It's not like he had a bad two classes in a row and they didn't win a conference championship. You know, they just kept rolling. And, and uh, so that'll be next week. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Terry Kelly. He is uh, the color commentator on Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week. And we'll continue talking to Terry on the other side. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, my co-host is Tom Swiddle. Our special guest is Terry Kelly, coached at Marquette High for a long time, and, and he is a partner of mine on the Thursday Night Lights broadcast. And we're talking a little bit about the schedule, and it's hard to really talk about any games because we're going to have to redo the schedule. So I kind of want to talk to you, Terry, and, and you, uh, Coach Swiddle, about this. I, Coach um, Tom, you have you have coached in a number of the Thursday night games that we've done. And Terry, you've been with us and around this thing from from the jump. I know we had Coach Basham, and and you know you were up in the booth helping those guys out with stats, and then moved over into the color commentator. I, I'm wondering for you two guys that have been around high school football as long as you have, what 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 has the Thursday night lights experience been for some of these schools and these coaches and these players? And Terry, let me start with you. You know, when we started this, it was hard sometimes to get teams to and schools to understand what we were doing. And now when Paul Rudolph and Pete Monfrey and, and those guys start putting a schedule together, very seldom do we not have to have schools and coaches calling us to say, hey, can we get on? Well, I, I think, you know, initially people thought, boy, difficult task, move from Friday to Thursday. But once they saw, you know, how the school got highlighted, how the team got highlighted, found ways that they're able to promote not only football, but their whole athletic program, the band and so forth, you know, it, it started to snowball. And I think the other thing that happened is coaches found out, yeah, maybe it goofs up one week of practice in terms of adjusting, but then you've got a chance to go out Friday night and watch some of the teams you're going to play in person because uh, seeing someone live as opposed to on film, even with huddle and everything, gives you a whole different perspective. Tom, same question as, as a guy who's coached a number of those games. Um, different feeling in the locker room? before a Thursday night game? Yeah, I always loved uh, when, when I would find out that, that uh, you know, my team would be on Thursday night lights, we made a big deal out of it. And I always had a, a parent meeting, for instance, in the beginning of May in which we talked about everything through the summer and the start of the season. And I would always, you know, bring that up. Hey, we're on Thursday night lights against whoever. And, you know, people are just excited to do that. See, I look at Thursday Night Lights, and, and to me it's a phenomenon. I mean, and, and you, Terry, you touched on some of that. You know, you highlight the band. You, you know, everybody gets involved in this. Uh, I just remember coming to games and we would host it. Um, and, you know, I'd show up at, you know, quarter to four, and you'd see the, the television trucks there already. It's setting everything up. It's just a completely different feel and just very exciting, um, you know, for the players to play in it. And I, I am guilty, Mike. I am one of those coaches that's not afraid to to tell my opinion of who should be on, on any Thursday night light <laughs> game, you know. Tom, I lo- I, you know what, and that's what's happened, and I love that. Because, you know what, you are not the only one. And and we love the feedback, and, and I think we do – as good a job, and, and you know, Terry and, and John Weiser and I, um, you know, we're, we're kind of the face of this thing, but, boy, the staff that's behind it, the Paul Rudolphs um, and Pete Monfrey and all the staff from, from My24 that come out to put on such a great event, and people turn on Channel 24 at 7 o'clock, 
and they see they see a lot from the community, but there's so much that goes in that week prior and a couple of weeks prior with the amount of work that needs to be done. I, Terry, I think you'd agree with me that that these people that don't aren't the guys that they're hearing or seeing. Boy, they do a, they do most of the work and they make us look good. Well, that production group that comes up out of Illinois, you know, has done a fantastic job, and Paul Rudolph kind of coordinates, helps them blend in. They do a great job, and you mentioned John Weiser, just you know, a fantastic play-by-play guy. Jamie couldn't be on this morning because you know he's known affectionately as the Voice, uh, <laughs> and so uh, you know, John does just such a tremendous job of you know describing the action and uh, knowing how to you know say things and how to ride from one point to another. You know, yeah. I, I I think I would be for us to talk about the people that 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 put this together. You know, David Ford um, is the guy that kind of started this whole thing. And I remember Terry getting a call from David Ford saying, hey, this is who I am. And we're, we're doing this Thursday Night Lights High School football game of the week. And I'd like to talk to you about being the sideline reporter. And first thing I said was, have you seen me? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, you can't afford a good-looking girl, I guess, so that's why you're calling me. And he started laughing. He said, you need to come down and talk to us. And then Terry Gaunt took over when David left, and and he did a nice job. Pete Monfrey brings a whole different skill set into this. He was a heck of a heck of a high school and college football player. And I think he sees things a little bit different than David did, a little bit different than Terry did. And he's a little bit more involved in some of it. And I really like that part of it because he understands, I think, some of the things that we're trying to accomplish. And it's good to have him as kind of the leader of this. And him and Paul Rudolph work together really well. But it gives us us an opportunity um, and, and, and the three of us just adore doing this, and that's highlight, promote, and celebrate you know, some really good student-athletes and some programs that at times might not get a lot of play. Look, when we did that Greendale-Martin Luther game a few years ago, when I called them and said, hey, we're, we're thinking about having you guys on, they were like, are you kidding? Like, our program? And those have been some of the best games, Terry, that we've had. Oh, there's no doubt. You know, you, you get some of the schools that are well-known. Pete Monfrey being from the area, you know, he's aware of some of the traditions, some of the rivalries. But, you know, as we've expanded it, we've tried to hit different conferences. We've brought in programs that are emerging. Uh, you know, that's one of the shames about how this season got canceled. We had all kinds of things going to happen, the, you know, new football-only conferences, computer seating playoffs, and the whole number of new coaches coming in. So, Hopefully, you know, as things fall into place, we're going to have a season that really will appeal to the viewers. Well, and I think that's one of the strengths of Thursday Night Lights, is, and you both have mentioned it. I mean, you get everybody involved. You, you get all the conferences involved on your schedule. It's not just, uh, I don't know, North Shore, Greater Metro, Classic 8 kind of deal. I mean, you, you guys spread it around so well. And, uh, you know, I spent a couple years with you guys yep. and uh, sat right next to Terry upstairs. I had uh, headphones on and I was with, you know, connecting with Paul Rudolph during the broadcast. And just I was amazed the first time I did it was the Arrowhead uh, Homestead game at Homestead. And all the different things that were going on, um, I'll be honest, you know, it was kind of intimidating to, to look at all the things. And I didn't want to make any mistakes, but. Um, to me, like I said, it's a phenomenon, and I, I'm always amazed when I hear of 
you know, some schools turning down the opportunity. I know that doesn't happen often, but um, to me, it's like there's nothing better for your program than to be on Thursday Night Lights. Hey, Tom, when you talk about the, uh, being intimidated, when, when I went to that meeting, you know, we're, I, I went down to Channel 24's office and there's a, a number of people in there. And before I left, you know, I said to, to my wife, Terry, look, I, this is live TV. I've never done anything like this. And she said, well, you better make sure you tell them that. I said, oh, I will. And in the meeting, they were like, hey, look, and then, Mike, you know, a, a break three, you got to look at camera six or and I said, look, guys, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they all laughed. And I said, no, really, I don't really know what you guys are talking about. They said, no, you'll be fine. And so I got home and my wife was like, did you tell him? And I go, yeah, they just laughed. And she goes, well, what does that mean? I go, I don't know. They said I'd figure it out. Well, that first game that we did, I was driving home and my mom, who, who um, we, we lost on April 2nd, she passed. But she called me and in typical Joan McGivern fashion, she said, Michael, I... I was watching a comedy show and a high school football game broke out. And I go, she goes, didn't you know that the camera was, was pointing at you when you were doing I go, Mom, I have no idea what I'm doing. None. And she said, well, that's right. Yeah, I can tell that. It was, uh, you were trying, but boy, you were bad. And I said, well, there's no doubt I'll try to get better. I will definitely try to, to get better. You know, Terry, it'll be fun to, to put this schedule together once we can figure out which you know, who's playing and where they're playing. And uh, we'll, we'll go through that exercise again to, to make sure that we get as many conferences that we can uh, get highlighted and promoted in some of the best teams in the state. So I look forward to, to putting this thing together with you guys, Terry. Well, right now it's kind of like we're going to take a trip, but the destination keeps changing and different roads get closed and we have to take detours. So uh, doing a little bit of this on the fly. Well, I've already figured out week one for you guys. So yes, well, so yeah. kind of you. Yes, <laughs> so. that right away, Tom. I want to thank you. <laughs> you know, typical Marquette High guy. He's an overachiever, Terry. That's what he he's just helping us out. So, <laughs> man, we appreciate that. Well, hey, Terry. Um, before we let you go, everybody's healthy. You guys are good. Grandkids, everybody's good. Doing well. Good. That's really good to hear. It did you did you happen to hear about the fundraiser that's going on for that Wauwatosa young man? Well, I figure your car will be pulling into the lot right in front of mine. Uh, that's awesome. Double check the check from you. Yeah, I appreciate that because you know what? If you get there around twelve fifteen, I'm going to be the car ahead of you or the car behind because he's a he's a student athlete. He's a football kid from the Wauwatosa area and. If we can help that Murray family, again, from 12 to 3 today at the 9 round in Wauwatosa, go in, see the staff, see Garrett Stangle, who's the owner, and say, look, I want to get a workout in or I want to donate some money to help this Murray family. And I knew, Terry, that if you heard about that, that uh, you've never been shy of, of, of helping people that need help. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for helping set that up for this family, Mike. Oh, uh, You bet. Terry Kelly, look forward to seeing you here in the next couple of weeks and getting back on the sidelines with you. Same here. Excellent. That's Terry Kelly. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Travis Wilson. Our last two segments on uh, on this year's Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show, it'll be Travis Wilson from Wissports.net. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver and my co-host, past president of the WFCA, associate head coach at Arrowhead, and now another term, another title for him is associate schedule maker for Thursday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate your help, Coach. You know that I I I know that that first week that's a that would be a good matchup if we get that one. Oh yeah, it would be. It would be an excellent matchup for sure. It, it definitely would. Hey, for our last two segments on this year's uh, Wisconsin Football Coach Association show. Uh, could not have set up a different guy to join us for, for a half an hour. He is Travis Wilson with Sports.net. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at TravisWSN. And uh, he's always very active on Twitter, and he's uh, got some great stuff. Travis, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks, guys. Good. How is uh, wife, kids, everybody's feeling all right? Everybody's good, yeah. We've uh, we've stayed healthy, and um, here in Reedsburg, where I live, you know, we're a more rural community, obviously, and, um, you know, there's there's some cases in our area, but uh, our, our community has done pretty well. Hey, Travis, let's uh, let's start a little bit with uh, what's going on and, and what the WFCA uh, worked with the WIA about uh, with with starting practice on the 7th and, and or that week of the 7th and then the first uh, scheduled games and when they can play and, and the adjustments that they've made. Um, how are you feeling about about this package, and 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 do you feel as though this is something that that we can get done, and and kids are going to be playing football at the end of September? It changes every day, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. There's something every day that you know you think something is moving in a good direction. You know, the the board of control last week when they met and um, voted to delay the season, and you're thinking, okay, we've we've got a path forward. And then more information comes out and, and different things happen. And, and it's like, man, this, this is a, a setback, it seems like. And, but that's the way life has been, and that's the way high school sports have been for four or five months now. And it's, uh, it's difficult to, uh, to deal with, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, I can't imagine what it's like for the kids that are, that are going through it, wondering if they're going to play, how they're going to play, when they're going to play. Um, as somebody whose you know, livelihood and career is built on covering high school sports, it's, it's been – uh, frustrating and, and difficult to deal with all the ups and downs, but we're we're inching closer, right? I mean, at, at least we have um, some plans in place. Now those right. plans can be fluid; they might change, but I, I still am optimistic that we're going to have some games. I still think um, the the biggest question is going to be how many games are we going to have? How many teams are going to end up playing? Is it going to be seventy five percent of the state? Is it going to be fifty percent? Twenty five percent? I think that's the question. The bigger question right now is how many teams will end up playing. Well, and I think if there's anything that the WIAA has done and I think has been good at, and even going back to the spring season, you know, look how long it took them to finally announce that there wouldn't be spring sports, is they're giving high school athletes hope. And I think that's really important. I mean, we've talked about on the show, Mike, you know, the, the mental state of, of high school students right now, not being on their sports teams, not being around their, their classmates, et cetera. And, um, you know, WIAA is, is giving everybody hope. And as Travis said, it's fluid and it can change. 
you know, but, but there is hope. And uh, I just know that where I'm at at Arrowhead, our kids really enjoy the, our workouts, and, and we're all pointing for the season to be able to start. And, and we're just moving forward that that's going to be the case. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. Go ahead. Yeah, Travis. And, you know the 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 thing is, it's there's a lot of people that are focused on, you know, what's going to be the playoff situation. What are we going to do at the end of the year? What's what's this going to be? And you know, we've got to take small steps to get to anything. Before we can have a playoffs, we have to finish a regular season. Before we can finish a regular season, we have to start a regular season. Before we can start the regular season, we have to start practices. So, you know, there's got to be some small steps, some incremental steps in there before we can get too concerned about, you know, what the end of the season's like. And, Tom, as you know, uh, as a coach and as uh, the discussions that have been had from, from coaches around the state, the big emphasis is on just getting the kids back together. That's where the emphasis is, having some of that normalcy, having some of the, you know, the, all the, the benefits that come from participating in high school education-based athletics, getting those going in some fashion, getting kids around each other, um, taking hopefully the the strain off the mental health issues. And if that means we get two games in, if that means we get six games in, seven games, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's a good thing. And uh, I just hope people aren't too caught up on what happens at the end of the season. You know, Travis, people in the know get it. You know, what you've just said is, is, is a great description of the way it is and how things could unfold. And anybody who has been paying attention to all of the things that have been going on, you know, understand what you just said. And it's the people who, you know, haven't been paying attention perhaps, um, you know, are focusing on other things. So I agree with you. I just hope, you know, that everybody gets the fact that um, things are fluid, they can change. And if there's one thing that WIAA has been able to do, is that they've been fluid and they have changed. And I have confidence in their leadership that uh, they'll make some good decisions if need be. Hey, Tra- Travis, I love what, what Tom just said. And and we had this conversation with Doug Sarver when he was on uh, in our first two segments that, you know, years ago, I, I'd give you a, a hundred bucks or any time that I could hear um, a high school football coach say nice things about the WIAA. You know, it was always like it was, there was a lot of back and forth and there was some, a lot of fighting going on rather than coming together and trying to figure out an issue together. And would you, would you agree that here in the last four or five years that that pendulum has really changed and the leadership with the WFCA and the leadership with the WIA has now come together a little bit more? I think so, and, and that's something that uh, I know you've talked about quite a bit over the last couple of years. And yep. you know, it's a big credit to um, Dan Brunner and, and Coach Swiddle, Coach Sarver, uh, Tony Biolo, John Hulk, all the the folks that represent the, the football coaches on the WFCA. Um, but I tell you, I think it's a huge credit to uh, specifically Wade Lebecki at the Me WIA too. office, who oversees the sport of football. He's a former football coach. He was a former president of the WFCA. You know his uh, his ability to connect with the coaches and have those relationships uh, has been outstanding, and I think that's a big reason that uh, that the, that relationship that that interaction uh, has really been uh, top notch the last few years. Well, and, and Travis, think about it because you're on the WFCA executive board and you're a part of all these discussions, 
and just how look how comfortable we are having Wade be a part of our meetings. And we welcome him. We ask him to be a part of it. And and uh, you hit it on the head. I mean, any Mike, anything we've gained in terms of relationships with the WIAA is mostly rests on on Wade Lebecki. Boy, that's uh, I I love that because I'm I'm a big fan of his. Hey, Travis, before we get to a break, and we may have to carry this over on the other side. But for these juniors and seniors and, and, and more seniors, I think, than anything, the, the kids that are those, those big-time Division I um, football players, you know, they're going to get their offers and, and, and they're going to be okay. I, I'm, I'm worried a little bit about that next level and then the level after that of kids that, that want to be seen, want to get a chance to play at the next level. How is what's going on going to affect um, all of that recruiting kind of stuff? Oh, it's going to be tough um, if there's no season, if if there's no fall season, or even if things get pushed to the spring because of the, the signing period and, and the way the recruiting schedule and calendar works. If you're a player that's not able to get in your senior season, then uh, you're kind of that borderline D1, D2 guy. Um, it, it's going to be a challenge. You know, every year there's kids that get D1 offers during or after their junior, or excuse me, their senior year. Right. And uh, they, they won't have those opportunities to show out. They won't have that first three game film that is so important to uh, a lot of the college coaches. And, you know, un- unfortunately, not everybody's going to be in that same situation. Perhaps not everybody in Wisconsin will be in that same situation. Not everybody in the country is going to be in the same situation. So if I'm a, a college coach recruiting two guys and one plays a senior year and one doesn't get to, who do you think is going to get the edge if, if they're very similar in a lot of ways? So it will be a, a significant challenge for those kids that don't get to play. And hopefully there's some ways, whether it's, you know, continuing some of the at-home workouts and individual workouts or perhaps the NCAA or, or other people can look at ways to find those kids some exposure opportunities. Um, you know, hopefully they can take advantage of it, but it will put them in a very difficult position. Yeah, I agree. Guys, let's get to a break. Um, other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation uh, with Travis Wilson with Sports.net, if you have not read his stuff, and I can't imagine you're listening to this show and and you're not on that website all the time looking at his rankings and just some of the really good articles that he writes, uh, but go to WithSports.net and uh, him and Mark Miller does an unbelievable job in, in boys basketball and they've got just a really good staff that, that keeps you informed. If you're a high school sports fan in the state of Wisconsin, this is your Bible. This is what you're what you're looking at, you know, three, four times a day rather than doing your work, I guess, is what some of those people are doing. <laughs> I get to say this is my work, Travis, so I get to be on here all the time. And we'll get we'll get other side of the break, Travis Wilson. Uh, we'll continue our conversation with him. This is the pick and save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. Our special guest is Travis Wilson. He is the general manager for Wisports.net football editor and contributing a writer for other parts of the site a lot of uh, a lot of cool things happened to travis uh, throughout the years but sports 40 under 40 list is uh i just think a really cool uh, award that he has uh, received and does as good a job as anybody in the country 
when it comes to keeping guys like us, like Coach Swiddle and, and me, you know, up to date with everything going on when it comes to high school football and and uh, and all sports pretty much throughout uh, the state of Wisconsin when it comes to this high school stuff that, that we really certainly do adore. Um, Travis, some of the things that the WFCA um, had to postpone, reschedule, cancel, um, it had to be very difficult, certainly for you, the combine that you're a big part of and you're there um, watching some of these kids. It's just been, you know, difficult to, to be able to, to say, hey, look, this is something I really love doing, but we just can't do it this year. Yeah, it's been a challenge. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of things have been canceled. I mean, the you know, you go back to the initial part of all of this, the, the state basketball tournaments are a huge uh, obviously part of high school sports and, and one of my favorite things I you know I was a, a, a basketball coach for many years and you know that was uh, a, a big part of uh, of what I enjoyed and then you know rolling into the spring sports the the WFCA clinic all the opportunities to connect with coaches and just have a good time there the combine spring sports obviously um, it's just been one thing after another uh, the the uh, uh, WSA All-Star Games, uh, the WBCA All-Star Games. It's just, you know, it, it seems like everything that we've wanted to do, all the big things that we look forward to have uh, been off the calendar, unfortunately. Hey, but hey guys, I'll tell you this. I, I don't think any of us will ever take any of that stuff for granted again. Well, I agree. Absolutely. I, You know, we had the All-Star Game coaches on in June, Mike, if you remember. Um, and you know, just talking to the coaches and in, in, in my head, I just thought, you know, I, I was the head coach for the South twice and just two tremendous um, weeks uh, for me as a coach. But I, I thought to myself, what would it have been like if this would have been 2016 and not only not to get a chance to, to coach the South again, but not being able to coach my son who was on the team, I, I would have just been devastating. So, um, Boy, Travis hit it on the head with what he just said and, and what you just said. We'll never take this stuff for granted again. You know, as as part of what I do with, with on the sales side at Entercom, UW Credit Union is our uh, high school team of the week um, sponsor. And we had a number of weeks left, and they said, hey, can we reach out to the high school basketball coaches and let's do a Zoom meeting, do a commercial each week that says this is the school that's been you know, this week's high school team of the week. And and I talked to these coaches like Dan Wandry over at Brook Central and just talked last week to the coach at Kenosha Tremper. And, and I, I guys, for, for me as, a, as an ex-basketball coach, I always knew at the end of the season, if we, look, we lost our game, there's some closure to that. We won a state championship, there's some closure to that. These, these players and this staff will come back at a five-year reunion, a 10-year reunion, a 20-year reunion, and still keep saying, what if? What if? And Travis, I just think that's so difficult for, for those kids and those coaches. I don't know how they get through that. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, you know, there was a number of undefeated teams that were still going in boys basketball, obviously. There was some outstanding girls basketball teams. Uh, Beaver Dam going for a fourth straight title. I mean, there was a lot of uh, good things happening that, that ended up getting shut down uh, on top of an entire spring sports season. And uh, as a three-sport athlete in, in high school myself, and, and again, a, a coach for many, many years at, at different levels, um, I, I don't know how you deal with that, to be quite honest with you. 
and and not that it's not that it's any easier. Um, high school baseball, you know, I, I my my co-host on my Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show, the head baseball coach at Oak Creek, was like, "Look, we this is really hard for these these seniors, and, and if you're a team in a program that really thought you had a chance to be really good this year, it's just been so difficult because it just the everything is gone." These kids don't get a chance to play their senior year. That year of lasts where, hey, it's the last time I go over and play at Wauwatosa East. It's the last time I play at Marquette. It's the last time I go to Sun Prairie and play baseball. All of that 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 you were leading up to through your high school career is just gone. And I, Travis, I know that that like uh, like Tom Swiddle and I, you just feel horrible for those seniors. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know how they how they would deal with that as a you know 17, 18 year old kid. Um, <laughs> I, I think back to when I was 17 and 18 years old as a senior in high school, and it, it would have been tough. Yeah, I didn't. I was not a good kid back then, Travis. <laughs> I, I didn't know where my socks were, so I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, if my mom was around, she'd be shaking her head. Yep, you were telling the truth. Hey guys, we got about a minute and a half left, and and again, Tom, I just wanted to. Yeah, same way I started the show. Just thank you and 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 everybody with the WFCA and and how hard that you know you work to put put this show on uh, every other week with some unbelievably strong guests and people that are taking different angles and a lot of things we're going through and and I think it's just been a really good year for us and and I appreciate um, all your hard work and and the help that you're going to give the boys over at Thursday Night Lights. I, I definitely appreciate that. So. <laughs> Well, Mike, uh, again, I appreciate that. It's hard to believe this is our end of our seventh year of doing this show. Um, I'm hoping there can be an eighth year next year. I I can tell you right now there will be, Tom. I'll commit to to that right now. All the things that you have done personally for me and for the WFCA and all the things that WSP has done for the WFCA, uh, we're forever grateful. Uh, you bet. Hey, Travis, thank you so much. It's always uh, it's our pleasure to ever get you on the show, and thank you for your willingness to give us some time. Um, anytime that I call, it seems like you're available, so thank you for that. You bet. Thanks, guys. Again, Travis Wilson with Sports.net. You've been listening to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.